Hello, good evening, and welcome to the Cantina Mekis podcast, our regular Thursday night time slot for the first time in who knows how long. And uh, uh, people actually uh, in, their, in their homes, in studios, and not driving in a, on I-35 on the highway. So it's good to be with you guys here on the Cantina Mekis podcast. My name is John Jagut. Glad that you're joining us here live on our YouTube page. And of course, you can uh, listen to this by downloading it off of iTunes on their podcast center or as well as Google Play. Please uh, put a couple of reviews if uh, you like what you hear. If you don't like what you hear, please uh, give us a review. Let us know how we're doing on the Cantina Mechis podcast, and uh, we will uh, take the uh, criticism, the praise, whatever we have, in stride. So we do appreciate uh, y'all who have given us reviews. Thank you very much for that. Lots to get to tonight. As always, uh, joining me here on the Cantina Mekis podcast is Juan Aceves. Joining me from Irvine, California. It sounds like you're uh, getting ready to have a have a cocktail there, Juan. Yes, it's a Guinness. Oh, oh my! So it's hey, a Guinness you trout. Are you gonna Are you gonna pour it over the spoon so you have a nice uh, nice frothy head there? Uh, I'm not that fancy, Juan. I will let it sit for about a minute. I see. So, Joel, are you, is it a, is it a celebratory Guinness because your 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 super chivas were able to advance last no, night? It's a it's a cantina Guinness because uh, we become quite forgetful when we don't drink yon. <laughs> that is true. That is true. It needs <laughs> something to help prep, prep the mind. <laughs> this is our this is like our spinach. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, you know, I used to have. A, a, I actually did get to go to Ireland uh, way back when. Oh, nice, in, St. James Kate. In the in the early nineties, I went to Dublin. I went to Kilkenny, and uh, I can't remember if we went to Cork. I think we went to Cork as well. I kissed the Blarney Stone. But one of the cool things is that all, all over Ireland, the uh, you know the little, little shops and stuff, they they would sell the old uh, Guinness commercials, uh, oh. Guinness posters, whatever it was. And one of them said Guinness for strength. So you know you're only you're, you're doing you're doing yourself a a favor to make this for you. Helping your body. You're growing more. So you all, all the vitamins and minerals. <laughs> anyway, Coyle, uh, so, uh, so so Chivas, uh, glad to have you on, on, on the podcast here as always. Well. Hopefully we will uh, have more participants moving on. Of course, some of you the listener, please uh, join us on the podcast. I'm going to chat with you, Coyle, man, to chat uh, Pretty regularly. I, I have too many buttons to push when I'm at home, so I can't really manage the chat as, uh, as often as I would like. But uh, you know, I have to say, Juan, we have to. You know, it's it, it's it's becoming a it's becoming a pattern here on the Cantinemics podcast that we have to bring in. You know, she she laid it all out there. Come from behind, winning last night against a, an upstart uh, San Luis team. It's a uh, more than likely going to win the Ascenso and, and win the ticket to go to the uh, first division, which is bad news for whoever uh, uh, gets relegated, if anyone gets relegated at all this season, because, uh, you know, they do meet the, the minimum requirements to actually be a first division team, uh, some of these stuff. But they, they, uh, they, they go ahead 1-0. Chivas uh, gets two second-half goals to uh, pull it out, 2-1, and now they advance to the quarterfinals on the Copa Amethyst, and they'll face uh, nada más. Y nada menos. Yeah. So, 
So there'll be a, there'll be an extra classical to be played, uh, at, at least one extra classical to be played this season. Hoy. Yes, and, and, and if you look at the other side of the bracket... Oh, it's, it's beautiful. I couldn't tell you how bad I am. Oh, is everything okay, Yon? It's, it sounds like you dropped, you dropped the dishes. No, no, no. It's, uh, it, I'm just I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled that we're looking at the other side of the bracket because it's Pumas. Yes, and their road to the final seems, seems uh, you know, seems quite easy. As, as they say, it's, it's muy accessible. Muy accessible. Yes. Their, uh, their first uh, match in the quarterfinals will be against uh, Dorados, the, the Maradona-led Dorados, who's making his first appearance in Seoul since uh, beating Bulgaria uh, in, the, in the first round of the 1986 World Cup. Uh, for those of you that remember, uh, Argentina was in the group, I want to say it was Group B, and they had they, they were not they were not Cabeza de Serie because they had done so poorly in the previous World Cup. So they were just a group team. And uh, they played, uh, Italy was the Cabeza de Serie. They played their games in Puebla. And then the, the second stadium for that group played their games in Mexico City at Seúl. And they had Mexico and so uh, Maradona and, uh, and Argentina played two games in, uh, in, Mexico, in the Olympic Stadium there in Mexico City. So he's making his triumph. Will it be a triumph at return? Let's hope not. And then, and then Chivas, if uh, Pumas rather can survive that, then they'll play the winner of Veracruz and Juarez. So, I mean, really, uh, I'm, I'm not saying that, 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 that Pumas are, you know, heavy favorites against you know, any of those teams. But there are teams that Pumas can and should be. And uh, that, that, that would mean that Pumas could make the, uh, the Copa Mexico final for the first time uh, since its uh, latest uh, incarnation. And, of course, on the other side of the bracket, Joel, we have uh, Chivas and, and, and uh, and we have uh, I think it was Morelia and Cholos, so a little more a little more danger on the other half of the bracket to make the final for anyone yes. that yes. survives. Yeah, and and uh, you know uh, I think Pareja is going. Uh, I think he's going to gun for it. Uh, that's a coach, John, that you talked highly about. A good coach, Oscar Pareja, a Colombian gentleman who coached at FC Dallas, uh, who was yeah. in his first season at uh, Cholos, and, and, and doing well at Cholos. Man. Yeah, he's doing well. He started pretty shaky, but he's managed to uh, to right the ship. And, um, yeah, he was candidate for the U.S. for the U.S. post. He was. He must have been in that list. Uh, he did not get the job, but... Yeah, he was uh, he was not chosen. Uh, he was probably no. I think I, mean, I don't know for sure, but it wouldn't surprise me at all if he was one of the uh, one of the finalists there to uh, make the uh, make the jump into the U.S. national team head coaching gig. But as it turns out, it didn't work out for him. So once he goes to Cholos, like you said, has a slow start, but now has Cholos uh, in position and in, in the playoff zone, and you know they're they're still alive in the Copa. Yeah, yeah, in Copa MX, and um, so yeah, I, I think those three teams to me, uh, when, you, when you look at the, the teams that have made the finals, uh, right. I'll say America, Pumas, and Cholos. You know, I, I could see them uh, just going for it. Uh, <clears throat> America does have a pretty hectic calendar, so that might 
that might affect them a bit. Uh, now, Joel, let me ask you this: as a, 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 a as, as a Chivas fan, that you are. Do you have Do you have Copa Metis fever? Excuse me. Do you have Copa Metis fever? Have you? Ah, uh, no. Have you been no. bitten by the Copa Metis bug yet? Ah, uh, no, sir. You know, you're not making a, a, a appointment television to make sure I can't I, I can't do anything next week. No, I mean I, I'm looking forward to the to the to the matchup against America, but my concerns are with Liguilla, just because I feel Chivas is not secure. Uh, they don't have a big enough cushion, you know, to be comfortable in qualifying. And it's been already three three tournaments without without being in the playoffs. A fourth one is just to would be too disastrous. So it sounds to me, Cohen, that, 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 that you're not going to go to your old neighborhood and, and, and go knock on the door of your, of your, of your Mexicanista neighbor and say, hey, let's watch the game together tonight. Oh. <laughs> no, no, no. None of that, sir. No. That's not, that's not going to happen? No, no, that won't be happening. So, Cohen, let me ask you, so if, if, if you feel that the media is the butcher and the media is the do you feel then that, uh, that Chivas should feel that? I mean, it is a classic. Should they feel a full squad? Four? No. Oof. No. No, no. It will, and you know what? I expect America to probably do the same. So I could see a matchup with some of the, the bench players and, and the youth, the reservas. I mean, it surprised me if they do go with with a full squad, uh, especially America. But uh, I don't. I just don't see it happening. I mean, Chivas has like a tough block of games coming up. Uh, they, you know, they recently lost to Pachuca. Lost, uh, lost, yeah, lost badly to Pachuca. Yes, yes. And so they're hosting Monterrey, ranked the number two right now in the table. And then they, they go and they visit uh, Querétaro, which... It was one of my, one of the games where I would expect Chivas to take points, but these guys just just receive. A, they just have a Busetich just arrived not too long ago, and he already got them to win. Team went from seven straight defeats to winning, um, and so you know he does have the Midas touch. He is yes, he is known as El Rey Midas. So that's that's a tough game. Then Chivas plays. America followed by Pumas. So that's, to me, those are four very tough games. And last uh, season, if I'm not mistaken, I believe that Pumas had, had played Chivas in the Copa. And then the following, you know, the very next game on their calendar, the league game, was in the same week. And they were both in Guadalajara. And, and yeah. forgive, for, forgive me if I'm wrong, Paul, but if I'm not mistaken, I think, I, I think if I remember right, I think, I think Pumas won both of those matches in Guadalajara. Yeah, yeah, they did. They did. They they won the cup game, and they said that well, that that win didn't count because it wasn't league. But then they won the league, breaking their breaking their dry spell in, in very dry spell. Yes. I was still living in Mexico. That's how long. That's how long they had, they had been <laughs> since since Pumas had won. And you know, and then they 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 had even defeated Atlas in Guadalajara. So they, you know, they 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 got a, they got a taste of what it was like to to finally win in Guadalajara. Oh man! You know, so they, uh, they were able yeah. to, 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 to make uh, Chivas capitulate 
not once but twice in the same year. And it, it, it's something similar, I believe. Um, I don't have the dates, but I believe it, for Chivas it'll be back-to-back Clásicos. I'm sorry. League and and Copa. Yeah, but if I'm Carloxo, if I'm the Chivas FO, I would say keep all your marbles in the league. Uh, it's very important to qualify. So you you would prefer for Chivas to then play with not necessarily a reserve squad, but you don't want to tire out your, your yeah. Man, you, know, you know, bring them in if 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 needed in the second half. Like give them like a half hour, a half hour. Now the question is, since it, since it is a Clásico, are we going to see uh, the Akron uh, filled to the brim, or uh, is it going to be uh, typical? No, I, I think it will. Uh, that's just that's always the one match you know the fans look forward to, the, you know against America. And right. there's also a lot of Americanistas in Guadalajara, so there's that as well. There seem to be a lot of Americanistas all over, all over Mexico. It's, it's frankly, it's, it's an affliction. The, 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 <laughs> the, the yellow fever. This is spread all over, all over Mexico. You know, and, and sadly, you kind of, you kind of see it up here too. Uh, I'm starting to think, Joel, that the Chivas might be uh, one of the more popular teams. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me, Yon. Yeah. I think that that, that 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 might be the case. That might be the case. So you so you would prefer then for for, for Chivas to to play with uh, you know make sure that the, that the league is a priority because like you said it's been it's been three seasons in a row so actually since since they won their title in, in 2017 the next three seasons that have been played yeah Chivas didn't even sniff the playoffs and then the Chivas comet long gone long gone <laughs> out, out of orbit. It is not. Uh, it is. Uh, it has gone. Uh, it's uh, out of the out of the viewing area. But uh, but but you, do you think, or then if uh, now obviously as a Chivas fan, you say you know even even if, if they play with with the reserve squad, there's there's no reason why. But Chivas can't win, and that would certainly give them the a huge boost of confidence, not just for the Copa, but also for the, for the league for the remainder of the, for the remainder of the season. So it could be, uh, you know, it's a strategy that could very well work out for Chivas. Work. You know, I think, Cohen, that if, that if Chivas uh, defeats America with the, with the reserve squad and then the Copa Mekis quarterfinals, people will look back at that game and say that that was the beginning of the second greatest era in Chile's history. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know about that, Yon. Um, yeah, you think that's jumping team, the gun too much? Yes. Team still needs a lot of work. And some of these other teams are very strong right now. Uh, Tigres, Monterrey. You know, I'm surprised, I'm, I'm surprised, Rowan, that you, that you were able to muster up the energy to, uh, to even watch the the Chivas Copa Copa Mekis game uh, on uh, this past week because I know that uh, since it was, it was Oscar week in LA, it was your, uh, your your social your social calendar was was, was very full. Uh, <laughs> your, uh, you know, over over on the on the red carpet and all the after. Did you did you get a nice goodie bag, Lloyd? No, I, I I stayed away from that, Yon. 
not uh, not this year. You know, it's, it's, it has it grown tiresome. But are you? Is it just too? Is it too bougie for you to go to the uh, to the Oscars now? Yeah, not not this year. No, no. Not even not even to see Alfonso Cuarón win three Oscars. That was that was that wasn't enough 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 pull for you. No, these Mexican directors they're, they're getting us too accustomed to them winning all the time. You know, there's been a you know the Chilangos have won have won an Oscar uh, every every year since like 2013. It's it's great. Yeah, all of them. Um, Cuarón, Iñárritu, and uh, Del Toro. We we had a year where we had three Chilangos win one night. Because uh, 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 I think it was it was, it was uh, Iñárritu won, and then Chivo won, and then Lupita. Uh, uh, and, and Goyo. And, and, Go, and Goyo. And Goyo, yeah. Uh, won as well. Chivo, also Chivo's from, uh, he's, he's the cinematographer. The, yes. Um, yeah, Chivo, very Chivo talented guy. Lubeski. Chivo Lubeski. He's from, he's Chilango, huh? Yep. And then, of course, Lupita was born in Mexico City. So, yeah, so on one Oscars night, three Chilango. Has has that ever had, have we ever had three three uh, Tapatios win Oscars on the same? I don't think so. No. That, or three, uh, no. three uh, Regios? No, but that hasn't happened. <laughs> no. No, three from Los Mochis? I don't, I don't think so. Or... Uh, you know, three from Veracruz. It just hasn't happened. But three Chilangos in one night, Oscars. Very, 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 very impressive. And uh, so we, 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 we I tip of the hat to Alfonso Cuarón, uh, who was evidently a Cruz Azul fan because the uh, the young boy in the movie Roma, when they were going to the beach, there's a scene where they're in the car and he was wearing his Cruz Azul shirt. So that's a you know, it's an autograph, a semi-autobiographical piece. And... Uh, Know that the uh, boy wearing the Christmas suit shirt, I think, was a very, uh, very telling of of the team that Mr. Guadalupe is uh, is a supporter. Of course, he won't say anything as he, he wants everyone to enjoy his movies. But uh, it, was, it, was a, it was a it was a pretty big clue that Mr. that Mr. Guadalupe is a is a semi You know, that reminds me, Glenn, in the 2012 uh, Olympic. Uh, qualifiers, which I believe were in, uh, in Carson. They're there at the Home Depot Center. Stuff up Center now. And Gonzalez uh, Niarco's um, brother was the director of Selecciones Nacionales, if you remember. So his, his brother, the director, is in the, is in the press box with him watching the game. And he, he looked like they, he had like like the, the giddy school one. Like, oh, wow, this is so cool. Um, you know, that, that, you know, I mean, the other, can you believe the gigs we have right now? And, uh, it's a pretty cool scene. Pretty cool scene. Uh, Joel, speaking of the uh, StubHub Center and, uh, and games here in the U.S., uh, the, <laughs> over the past couple of weeks, the, uh, the the head of uh, U.S. soccer has made some pretty staggering announcements uh, in regard to uh, future competitions. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I talked about how you know the, 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 the last Gold Cup might, might be in 2021. And... And Wait, then, the last Gold Cup because didn't didn't they say that? Well, Kunkakaf said that that's not true. That they well, yeah, that's what I said. So, 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 so to do damage control, Kunkakaf sent out a mail and said, no, 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 let's not jump the gun. You know, the, the Gold Cup is a registered tournament in 2023, 2024. It's not going anywhere. It's not, you know, nothing's happening. And then later, 
Uh, I guess it was, was, was it this week or, or, or earlier in the week where he said, you know, we're, we're thinking about having another Copa America in 2020. And again, <laughs> you know, and he said, whoa, let's, uh, you know, let's, let's slow down here. Uh, but this is what's going on. So I've, I've got those right here, actually. It's like Okay, so here you go. So this is a statement about the uh, what happened this week with the announcement of the NBA 20. I need a bifocus. All right, here we go. So this is the first one. This was after the uh, U.S. soccer made the comment. Well, in recent media reports, CONCACAF clarifies that it is fully committed to the CONCACAF Gold Cup in terms of the 2019, 2021, and 2023 editions of our Additionally, once the meeting of the Canada is used after 2023, CONCACAF will continue organizing the pinnacle event of our confederation. So, that's what they said. And then, later this week, in, um, the word was out that the U.S. wanted to host the uh, Copa America in 2020 at the same time as the World Cup, which I don't because then you can have games that you know you have the morning game, you have the evening game, you have two evenings. So it's perfect. Uh, Olga sends out a statement here. It says, Concordat uh, is in receipt of the communication sent by U.S. Soccer Federation from the World Motor Association. We view this opportunity positively, as it is not intended to replace or substitute any future editions of the both have any confidence or vision to continue providing opportunities for our associates and competitive football at the highest level. So, my question to you, Hoen, is the pasa? What's going on? I don't know, man. It, it you know, unless the unless this guy um got the wrong memo or just read it, got the info and didn't read it right. Mm-hmm. You know, um, yeah, it, it's a little bit weird because he did announce that and, and then he announced a new tournament that's in the works, but not, nothing is set in stone yet. Uh, so, so I guess I guess probably CONCACAF doesn't want to, I, I mean, because you still need the Gold Cup as long as it's two different regions. So you still need your regional tournament and then you need to, and then they could have, they're calling it a Continental Cup now, uh, instead of like Copa America Centenario, which is basically that was a 16-team tournament Right. we saw. So they, they're trying to call it a Continental Cup that uh, U.S. wants to host. I'm not sure if they want to do the same thing as Gold Cup, where they just host it all the time. But um, that could be the case as well. Yeah. With all the money that that sure. they're they're willing to spend, I think it's upwards of two hundred million dollars. With, um, or I wish I could say that like Doctor Evil, <laughs> two hundred million. Um, with each team just just by just by participating, uh, four million already in the in the bag. Right. Which, you know, you look at teams like Peru, Venezuela, Bolivia. That's that's a lot of clout for those teams. I mean, let's be and honest, it's, it's, it's chump change for us here at the Pantera at the, at the, at the, at the podcast. <laughs> I mean, that's, yeah. what, that's what we throw down on. You know, we can, we can, we can, we can. 
Yeah, and I think that chi- and then you know, and then bonus prices, and I think the winner gets about five million more. Right. So yeah, that's a lot of money uh, right there, and um. Yeah, and then if they make but, it a 2014 tournament, you know, then they can uh, be involved in more stadiums, more and more teams. Uh, I mean, I, I can't imagine having you know, you know, 10 South American teams and 14. Yeah, 24, 24 would be nice. Um, but I guess 16 for starters until it gets settled down. And But Conmebol right now uh, supposedly rejected they rejected the invitation, uh, but I don't think it's like uh, it's a flat. You know, I, it seems like I, I think they're gonna keep negotiating. This was just the initial, you know, like the. the this was the, uh, the 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 trial board. Yeah, because their claim is that um, it's the dates. It's the date, so it would replace because they they just um, it, it says uh, they they want they they want to have the 2020 edition uh, as in the same year that the Copa America is going to be hosted. So they're saying, you know, I guess they don't want to have two two similar tournaments in the right. same year. Uh, and they already lost a lot of money. Colmebol uh, already lost a lot of money that they were getting from the participation of Mexico, since they opted not to go to the to the next edition of Copa America. Right. And also for Libertadores, they lost a lot of sponsors. And in the U.S., we're talking about for for U.S. TV. Uh, TV money and sponsorship money, they lost a lot already that they were getting years back when, when you had all the Mexican teams. So that's that's another issue right there. Um, <laughs> does does Comebol want to keep leading? But I, I do think eventually they're going to give in just because it's a lot of money. And, and so I could also see the Copa Libertadores heading the same way they're probably going to be sponsored in, well, in some form by you. Well, I don't necessarily you. think it'll be the Libertadores because I think that each each region will keep their own continental cup. But I do think that the Sudamericana a tournament that will, uh, that will involve both. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I could see that just because, I mean, these teams just, they're very poor. I mean, they, they've gotten to the point where they can't hold on to juveniles. Right. You know, and that used to be what used to keep those teams very competitive. They were able to have young talent and at least hold on to them long enough, uh, you know, at least till they were like 21, 22, uh, 23 before sending them abroad. And now they're losing those players at, at 18 years old. Exactly. They definitely... Yeah, so you, yeah, so with these tournaments, these tournaments offer more money where these clubs will be able to afford, you know, you, you could now give that 18 year old kid a better paycheck. <laughs> the scene has changed, Yon. Yeah. 
It's true. And uh, the other uh, the, the other thing that I found interesting is, is that all these overtures are being made by U.S. soccer and not. Uh, it's making me wonder if, if U.S. soccer is thinking that, that maybe their best chance is to grow as a region. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I think we we should expect to hear more on this, uh, on this development for this cup. So I guess they're just gonna have to uh, get the date straight between both. You know, and uh, cause yeah, I, I could, I, I know they, I know they want a tournament like this to happen, uh, and you know, just just uh, the the centenario made so much money, um, and so I, I could see it, I could see it happening, I could see it happening again, um, and yeah, that would be a nice tournament to have. Right. As far as Gold Cup, you know. There's the whole league of the the Concacaf is gonna have the 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 league. What is it called? The league of Nations. The League of Nations. So I mean, if that goes well, they, then there might not be a need for a Gold Cup. Just replace it with League of Nations. Because there's talk now also that FIFA might do away with Confederations Cup. Oh, I'm pretty sure that that's exactly what's because I don't think anyone's gonna want to go to Qatar in 2021. <laughs> so if they yeah they get rid of and that was that became one of the draws for Gold Cup you know that that take it to the confederations. Uh, right. But if you know having a Gold Cup in the league that's that's I don't know seems seems a bit too much. Uh, I'm cool with the continental and the league. Right now you didn't seem to uh, maybe you just let me just laugh it off. Is that... Just you know, fun talk for the guy out. But uh, do you think there's any chance that the U.S. Uh, would ever consider joining Conmebol? That the U.S. will what? Would would, would join Conmebol? No, no, I don't. I don't think that's that's the case. Uh, far from it, man. They, I don't think they're even at that level to to realistically go over there and then compete. But then again, you you do have you do have now that the World Cup being expanded, so there's more tickets for to qualify once they go to 48 teams. Right. But but no, I, I just I don't see it happening. I also don't think FIFA would allow it. They would allow them to to leave this this confederation. But I mean, why would they want to leave it? They have pretty strict. Uh, a pretty stronghold, you know. They've had it for a long time since uh, Chuck Blazer was was uh, he was the vice president. So I, I mean, why why would you leave the confederation where you could call the shots? Well, not only that, but I mean, I mean, if, if they did leave, it would be devastating to call that not because of the fact that you know, they're losing the strong. Yeah, they, they're losing that was the. the the eyeballs that uh, 
you know, and the fan is to fill the seats when they have the tournaments because, I mean, let's face it. Yeah, that was the fear with Mexico as well, because Mexico for a while, they wanted to leave. But, I mean, FIFA was not going to allow it, so that never happened. Instead, they became uh, permanent guests in in the Conmebol tournaments, right. which they've recently opted not to not to not to be not to be guest anymore. And I guess it's all I saw with the TV money, you know. But you know, I mean, honestly, uh, I was I was fine with. with uh, I mean, the, the the problem was with Copa America. Was, was was when it was played. I mean, before, I mean, it just seemed like there was no rhyme or reason why it was going to be I guess they played every two years. Is that, is, is that what they did in Copa America? Every because two years? Yeah, because it was, uh, you know, there was 79, 81, 83, 85, 87, 89. Then they didn't have one in three. They went to 04. Then they went to 07. And then it just, then from then on, it's been like so. John, yeah. I'm having I'm having some difficulties hearing you. Okay, uh, perhaps I should enunciate a little better. But what I was saying was that the the, the tournament, the Puerto America, was every two years, up until 2004, and then even in 2007, came in four years, and it became every four years, and then it was scheduled, you know, almost at the same time as the uh, as the Gold Cup. You know, Mexico is. They want to fit right. There's no way they can play both. So yeah. I was I was fine with them sending a U23 team, you know, instead of a, just a, a team of randos like they did the last time. And or or look, either send a team of U23s or send a team of a pure naturalist house. <laughs> <laughs> One or the other. And. Uh, I mean, honestly, I mean, I, I was thinking back to the one in 2011. I mean, before they had their little, their little fiesta there at the at the hotel, and they keep throwing you know, and then they blab their mouths about being robbed. Think about that, person. So here you are, you you invite a bunch of, you know, you have a party with some ladies for that, and then they rob you. I mean, why would you talk about it? Why would you buy it? Hmm. You know, it's like it's 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 like if you're a thief and you steal from another thief, is that thief gonna go up and talk to the say, that thing I stole, you stole from me. Not the not the smartest uh, decision by the boys there. But but that team, I mean, they had just come back from beating them I mean, they, that that day earlier that they had beaten the follow in the U23 team. So, I mean, they were going to be a very exciting team to watch. And obviously, because they ended up being the, the base for what ended up uh, you know, winning the gold medal at the Olympics. So, they, you know, they were a very, a very solid, a very good team. So, my point yeah. is, is if Mexico's were playing that tournament, you know, send the U23 because I mean, that, that is a, a great way to, to get them to, I mean, you can really, you know, give your, your young, young, young guys a chance to see what they can do against a lot of people. You know, I agree, but I think right now Mexico's loyalty is with uh, with U.S. soccer. They seem to have come to some agreements, especially um, because at one point Mexico was trying to host the world the World Cup, and they eventually settled to to being one of the co-hosts along with Canada. Right. So, 
they must be cooking something up, you know, where it's like uh, we could eventually leverage leverage some more. Uh, man, I forgot I was gonna say. Uh, have another sip of your Guinness there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, good idea. Um, I mean, I, I, mean, I do. I do think what will end up happening. And something we've talked about on the show for you know, about quite a while. And the North American teams are going to come to some sort of. They're going to play each other a lot more. Both in club and country. It's, it's, it's going to happen. They have to be able to compete with with the Europe's and the Asians and the Africans. It just happens. Uh, as far as you know, the, the, the eyeballs, etc. The best way to do that is to have a whole continent involved. From Alaska down to Argentina. Yes. Uh, so, so I do think um, they're in cahoots right now, very similar to how you have Televisa and Tebasteca working together. Um, so I feel that between the two, yeah, they're they're looking to just have um, stronger influence when it comes to organizing a, a big tournament like that. Because realistically, what <laughs> they could they could probably even just go and get like Brazil and Argentina. You don't need the whole of Cornwall. <laughs> they could eventually just just go get them and and. It wouldn't be far-fetched because you've had in the past per sale um, be part of the Gold Cup. And with some of those teams, if, like if they're sponsored by like Nike, you know, I, I yeah, I don't think they would turn down an offer to, to be part of a tournament. Of course, they still need the approval of, of, of the Confederacion, but it's just a lot of money. I, I think there might be some pressure from some of the other federaciones in Colmebol because this man you're you're yeah you're turning down a lump sum that is for them it's not easy to come by right well it's uh, it's something to definitely keep in mind like you said with the uh, Information, the nations that we have here. And not just the nations, but you know, the Gaffa nations, and of course, South America is going to be all that. And they're qualifying after the summer, so they're, you know, they won't be available for friends either, because that you know, it's a 20, you know, it's a 20 hormone qualifying spread out over there. You know, which I think is going to be able to in that time period. It's going to make it very difficult for uh, the clubs to get even to get you get quality games. So the more you have an opportunity to play folks in official games, it's easier to that's going to be to get those games. So probably yes, uh, some savvy thinking on both uh, on both Mexico and the U.S. is part to try and get more like you know, obviously this is the show.
It, it, the audio for me cut off for a bit, John. The audio for me cut off? Excuse me? The audio for me cut off? No, no, the, when you were talking, the audio just sort of cut up, so I, I didn't fully hear what you said. Well, I was just saying that, uh, you know, that this is, uh, you know, the U.S. and, and, and the, the, the suits of U.S. and Mexico soccer have obviously been listening to the show. Because it's a, because what, what, what means that you think they might be moving, what we've been talking about for the last thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm having like a hard time hearing you. I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's from my end, but I, I could hear like half of what you say. All right, let me, let me do some QC in here. Hang on, hold on. Stand yeah. Hold on, hold on. Hola, ¿qué tal? 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 Okay, that, that sounds better. It's weird that... Uh, Ooh, it does sound a little off. My, uh, here's some out here. Not as sharp as it could be, but we will uh, get that taken care of here in a moment. Moving on, Hoy. Any other? Yes. Uh, any, 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 any other? You said that uh, you might. Uh, when you were at the at the, at the lavanderas, the 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 chismes were uh... Cruz Azul. Oh, the lavanderas were wrong. Cohen, are you uh, are you are you in good with uh, with 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 Lady Cemento? No, <laughs> I, I but I might have overheard. I might have overheard her talking. Yeah. Well, there seems to be there seems to be some like a disconnect between Pelayes and Caixinha, and it's something that we hinted on here. Just because Pelayes hadn't been as upfront as he had been his first season with Cruz Azul, seems to have taken a back seat, and and this past game that Cruz Azul played. He wasn't even, he was like, he was in the palco as opposed to he used to be, he used to be ground level. So I, I'm wondering what happened there if, if, you know, there could have been maybe some disagreement after the final because Belize likes to have a lot of input as to how the team's going to play and why. Uh, We've heard former coaches like Turco Mohamed and even Piojo say in interviews how they will go over their tactics with Pelayes. So right. I'm wondering if there was a big disagreement as to, as to, you know, how the team should play going into this season. Hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, we, uh, Casilla, is a, he has, he's a very obvious, you know, he's very obvious that he's a very, so very strong-willed guy. You know, maybe he's a hard-headed guy. Maybe he's, uh, 
you know, when things aren't going well, maybe he's not as as, as receptive to uh, to consejos as, as as other folks may be, and uh, it could be that that could be that. Yeah. Uh, but one thing I will say about Pelai is that if things if things aren't working, then he's you know he's you know, proven in the past to, to make no hesitation. Like even even if things aren't working when they're winning, uh, he uh, yanks yanks the plug. But I do think he'll give him you know unless if things just go you know calamitous and worse from here, like lose like the next three matches and yeah. Yeah, and one thing to keep note is that Pelaez did not hire Caixinha. The coach was already there when when Pelaez took the job. Right. So he probably wants the, his guy. Yeah, and the pecking order Pelaez is 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 above him. Mm-hmm. Sure. So, well, I mean, he would want his guy there. Yeah. So. So I, hope, I mean. Hope Profe, hope Profe is ready to pack his bags. Profe? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It'll be... I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if it's Chepo. You know? Man, here you... So you last week you were politicking for... You were stumping for Chepo to make... The, I was. To, to, to be hired at Toluca, which, which they're losing in the global to Sporting Kansas City went 4-0. Yes. 4-0 in the Coca Champions right now, as we see. Uh, Ricardo Antonio Lavolte is the one who actually took the game. I know. What yeah. a tough game for him to come back to. <laughs> yeah, uh, and yeah, exactly. It's uh, not the best, but you know, he'll, uh, he'll, he'll be given them the opportunity to uh, to try and mend. Uh, you know, Toluca is you know, one of those teams where they'll just, you know, they'll be fine. They've, they've always been. Very, you know, more than the, you know, the team. That, frankly, I don't think we talked about it enough on this show, Toluca, because you know another team that has been you know, outside of their, you know, Era Dorada, they were just winning championship after championship with the team that they have. You know, they're a team that's always, you know, they're always in the league yet. You know, they're always, you know, they're always semifinalists, sometimes finalists. You know, they've um, they've done quite well for you know the, the better part of the last thirty years as well, or you know forty, fifty years, whatever it is. And I think there's, there's a reason why they have eleven championships. Yes, and and well, they they, they finally sacked Cristante. They they gave him they gave him plenty of chances. I guess the team wasn't performing to how they wanted, and and it was Chepo and La Volpe, the main two candidates, and they went with La Volpe, which surprised me a bit. Just given that uh, Chepo had been more recent with Toluca and, and more successful, uh, having won two league titles with them, so left so one. Excuse me. Left, left as a champ. Yes, yes, he did. Left to the selección. Uh, so who knows? Who knows if if maybe Pelias approached them and was like, "Hey, why don't you, why don't you hold up?" See, I'm not too sure, but I think they worked together before because uh, Chepo was was coached by by um, La Puente Ed Necaxa and and as a player in the late '90s, and then later on it was La Puente that took him to America, you know. Took him under his wing so he could get a start as an assistant coach. 
So you think uh, I mean, well, they probably do. I mean, because Benias is on those teams in the late 90s, too. So they, and, they was on and, yeah, and also um, around the – for a while, he was like um, – there was that rumor that, that America might hire Chapel, but because he has so much strong ties with Chivas, I think that, that there was some pushback you know, by a big sector of, of the directiva. And, and obviously there was going to be from the fans. Um, but that was a rumor for a while when 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 um, Pelayas, when Pelayas was, was over there. I, and, and, and if I'm not mistaken, it was around the same time that La Volpe got hired, which was which was around, you know, when, when Pelayas' tenure came to an end. Right. So... So if he approached him, I wouldn't be surprised if 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 uh, Pelias approached Chepo, and I think that would be the, the the perfect duo because I think Chepo's a good tactician. He's not so good with with the players though, as far as like building group yeah, and hyping room. them up. Huh? Not a lot of room yet. Yeah, but and then we played it here. We played one of the clips with Pelias when he's, he's in the locker room hyping up the guys. So I mean, if he has Pelias to do that, I I think they, that would make he a needs good. He to hire uh, Isabel Iglesias to to, to hire. Isabel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh man, I, I'm in the final episodes of that Club de Cuervos. Uh, yeah. Uh, I stopped watching where she becomes the coach because Chivo. <laughs> Chivo needs to leave. His son is being born. That's right. So that's where I'm at, Yon. Hopefully I'll finish watching it. But, um, yeah, man. I, I got to think... tell you, I don't think Game, Game of Thrones are going to have the twists <laughs> that uh, the, the Club de Cuervos did at the end. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, man. That was that. Yeah. I, was, yeah. I had to pull over and, like. Wow. And, 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 <laughs> and breathe a few times, you know, just. You know, get 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 the get get the blood flow because it was uh, yeah it was it was it was it was, it was rough. So, um, yeah, I could see that happening. That would be an exclusiva from Cantina. I, I think we will beat a bunch of places because I haven't heard this mentioned anywhere. So I would. Well, I mean, but it's, you're not you're not saying we have an exclusiva as far as like we're you know, you're saying we have an exclusiva as far as we're just you know we're, we're making you know some some speculation. Yeah, yeah, but like as far as like what other show have you heard them candidateándolo, you know, or, or well, dude, no offense, but you candidatear Chepo for every job that's open. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you had no, him, you but, had him at Querétaro last week before Cristante was fired. Now, now you have him. No, him I, I, I said that I didn't have him at Querétaro. The, the rumors were that Querétaro wanted him, but I I said that it was unlikely just because how much money he makes, and also because there's a connection between uh, Higuera seems to have some influence at Querétaro. I don't, I don't know if his it was his cousin that was a club president, so I don't know if he still is. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, did just, notice, I, I did notice something, Joel. Uh, yes. Uh, Pumas, in order to advance to the core finals of the, of the Copa Mekis tournament, was playing a second effect, which, as you know, is one of the teams that was near, near uh, 
for no other reason other than that I think it's cool that in Liga Mekis at some point there was a team that they won titles, mind you, that was called Sacatepec, and that's just awesome. And I, I was, you know, when we had a, a Michel Richot on the show earlier this, earlier this season, he was the director deportivo at Sacatepec. I was so hoping that we were going to get to spend that weekend down at Tequesquitenu, which is a, a beautiful lake about an hour outside Mexico, very close to Sacatepec, you know, a nice, nice place to, to hang out. You know, we go watch the game, you know, hopefully with some VIP passes, you know, but we're really, really, you know, milk the hell out of it. But uh, alas, it, uh, it didn't happen. But my point is, is that, uh, is that Sacatepec, they're, they're, guess who their, their shirt sponsor is for? They'll never guess. For Sacatepec, um, yeah. is it, um, is it OmniLife? Not OmniLife. But you are you are very much on the right track. I said Akron. It is Akron. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it says Akron. So, and and he, if I'm not mistaken, he's still the GM of of Sacatepec, uh, Which how, you know, how does that work? Well, if he owns the GM. GM. Oh, oh, he's the, he's the so he's the owner of Sacatepec. He's not only the president, but he's the owner too. <laughs> Really, yeah, and, and and he's the GM at Chivas. Right? Yeah, well, what what he did was that he owned Colibrias. Was it Colibrias? No, what was that team? No, it was uh, Coras. Coras, yeah, there you go, Colibrias. Yeah, it was Coras. It was, had the guy with the funny hat, almost looks like a gaucho hat. Um, right. So, but but then FMF changed the rules. Or Liga MX changed the rules of teams that, of, of you know, the criteria you need to meet to be able to get promotion into first division. Right. So, uh, Coras just did not qualify for that. No. And he took his franchise and he, he just took it to, to Zacatepec. So, yep, he dumped, he dumped that team and he... He went to the other one. There in the in, in the Selva Cañera, uh, outside in uh, Morelos. Yeah, so between, I mean, uh, between Mexico and Cuernavaca. He doesn't seem to be put a lot of money into it, though. He Which seems is a real more, thing, frankly, because they have a really cool stadium. Yeah. Yeah, he, he seems more dedicated to Chivas, which is must suck well, well, if you're he, a fan of... of, of it's, it's like, how can you own a team and then... I mean, I mean, could you imagine in, 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 in NFL, Jerry Jones being the owner of the Cowboys, but being the GM of the Redskins? <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, come on. I mean, that, that, that to me is, is, you know, you, you have to divest yourself from one of those. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. Um, I guess he knows, like, his time at Chivas will someday come to an end. So I guess he's just going to milk it for all it has. Just because he's not going to get the same level of attention he does elsewhere than, than he's doing right now at Chivas. Right. But he's he's become like a household name as far as Mexican football is concerned. He got has become a household name, and he's he's been fairly recent to the, you know, he he hasn't been around that long. Came around what maybe four years ago. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. We, yeah. we have a couple. We have a couple of questions on the chat. Court. 
some, some oh, questions. Good. Yeah. First question is from uh, is from Fern sixty five. He says, "Hey guys, I got a question. If Veracruz gets relegated, but say they'll pay the fine and stay up, what will happen to the promoted team from Ascenso? I believe what will happen is they go to nineteen teams. <laughs> if, if a team is promoted and they meet the minimum requirements, then because I think ultimately they want to get to twenty teams. Uh, so uh, for the, the up until they reach twenty teams, if a team is promoted." I mean, the team is willing to pay the the, the penalty of, of being relegated, which uh, which is I think one of the reasons why Veracruz is just known as Valle Madres right now because they know that they're going to stay up because they're going to make the, they're going to pay it, and they're just buying the time until they get to the twenty teams. So I believe I mean oh. what happens is they go to nineteen teams. Yeah. Also, sometimes the team that gets promoted, sometimes they just sell their. They'll sell their first division rights. Right. Well, well, well what happens, Hoan, is, is that there's only, like, out of the how many teams, like, there's like a dozen teams now in, 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 in the Ascents, only six can 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 make can, can, can make the jump and stay and, and meet the requirements. And yeah. Zacatepec is one of them. San Luis is the other one. Udeje is, is one. Like, I mean, I, I feel bad for, 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 we talked about this with Tom, and, and, and you guys didn't seem to, to have the same concerns that I did. Because I mean, how can you ask a place like we're not ask it, but you have a place like Oaxaca, who go and spend you know a good amount of money to build a new stadium, and you you should tell them, hey guys, if you can build a stadium, make sure that you make it a this minimum seating because in a couple of years that's going to be one of our rules. So instead, they go and build a stadium, and then you know a year later, FMF said, oh by the way, uh, you have to have minimum twenty five thousand seat stadium to be in, in the new MX now, and and Oaxaca just built their stadium for twenty. So I think that that's uh, something that you know that should that should absolutely be addressed. Yeah. It, yeah. Exactly. I mean, those folks should be grandfathered, as far as I'm concerned. You know, if you built a team, with, you know, built a team within within four or five years of when we made this decision, that doesn't meet the requirements, then you know we'll you know we'll make a special. There's no offense, uh, whether you have twenty or twenty-five thousand. You know, Liga Mackey's attendance is, is uh, outside of just a, a few stadiums is frankly pretty pathetic. Yeah, so, but I mean, <clears throat> that would be interesting if one of the teams, if the team that wins promotion is a team that meets, that meets the criteria. So yeah, the FMF will have to probably expand I mean, I don't know why. I, I don't know what Goody has. He's the owner of Veracruz. He seems to have some some pictures or some compromising I mean, pictures or something because Liga MX should have no problem sending Veracruz. You know, I mean, there's, there's... If, you, if you look at the tabla de porcentajes right now, which I'm going to pull up here on this magic box that I have, this, you know, it's gonna, you know, there's going to be some voodoo happening here in a minute. I don't understand Liga MX. Cruz, I mean, Veracruz, I mean, there's what, there's, there's are we in Jornada Nueva Jornadas? We're going into nine. Nine. So, eight, so there's nine. So there's 27 points left, right? They are 24 points. Get it? So if they lose the next match, they're done. They're, they're, they're done. The only way that uh, 
that they're salvados is, 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 is lobos. Uh, just, just absolutely collapses, which, which, which they haven't done yet. Yeah. So the, I, I think one of the things that they've talked about is I think I think expanding the league to twenty teams, uh, and then they're trying to do the whole thing where there won't be relegation for two years, which they but, were trying to do, and and they met with a lot of, you know. A lot of pushback, a lot of criticism. Right. Yeah. So, so, so Lobos has actually uh, Lobos is safe too. Yeah. So Veracruz, Lobos is already safe. They already have enough points to save themselves. They they can lose the rest of the way, and then they would they would be safe. But like you said, I mean, I do think what will end up happening is if a, if a team that uh, that wins the promotion, if they're not, uh, if they don't meet the standard, then Veracruz just pays a fine. And yeah, if, they, if they do meet the standard, then Veracruz pays like a, like an entry fee. But if they're doing that, like, why even have relegation at this point? What's the point of it? You know. Well, I, I agree, but I, but again, to me, the, you know, the, the, that's why having this this. What's the team right now in, in La Liga that is uh, that has a stadium? It's, it's like twelve thousand people. And it's it's just like, like a really charming little spot. I think it's Lobos. Lobos Buap has no, no, no. lost a. Right, but but in, uh, it, it's, it, they were recently promoted in Spain. That has a really tiny stadium too. Uh, recently so, promoted? Yeah, the one from last year. The one from last year. Uh, it could be it could be Huesca. We're still dead last place, but. Yeah, but 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 they own. I mean, they have a very small things. I mean, it's just, it's just it's just it's just part of the charm of the sport. You know, it's it's not. And it doesn't have to all. You know, I, you watch the FA Cup, and did you know the FA Cup has a rule that like in the first five or six round, whatever it is, if, if you're a lower division team, and you draw a premier a Premier League team, and, and then you get the home game no matter what. Like like in the first four rounds, just just to give them a fighting chance. And, uh, you know, any, any one of those teams could end up, you know, if you're uh, like uh, 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 Tom and the Manitos Harrison, he's, he's a Wimbledon fan. And, uh, or I guess they're called MK Dons now, but they, uh, you know, they, 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 they've earned their way back and, you know, they're very close to making it into the Premier League after being a fourth division team. That is so cool. And unfortunately, that just, that just doesn't happen. Uh, and, and there's less and less teams in the essence. But I guess to answer, uh, to answer, Fern's question, Amanda's question. Yeah, if, if, if Veracruz is relegated and the team uh, is uh, that comes up meets the requirements, then I think if Veracruz pays money, they'll be able to step away. They'll have 19 teams, which means that, that every week a team, one team, will have a week off. So there's that. We have another question, Juan. Uh, Armando, Ar- Armando Bronca says that Chepo was, was Ben Hacker's assistant first. Is that, is that correct? He was he was both. Yeah, he was he was with but Ben Ben Hacker came second. Um you have to remember that Ben Hacker coached twice at America. So it was in the second stint. And and it was uh, replacing La Volpe left and and then uh Chepo stayed and he was under Ben Hacker. 
All right. Because then uh, soon after he he left and he went to coach Chivas for the first time. Would you? Chepo did? Yes. So he... he um. How many times did he coach Chivas? Like six? Twice only. Only twice? Sorry. Yeah. Now, would you would you consider Chepo a, a straight up Napuentista? I I do think uh, yeah I do think um um I do think he um he learned a lot from him. I mean, I was with him as a player and as assistant coach. And I so, don't think mm-hmm. you could you could find a better person if if you're Mexican to to want to work under. So I forgive him. I for, I forgive that Chivista for for going to Coapa. Do uh, you, have to, you have to get dirty, man. Do you think that that, that he might be served uh, better if he wears the Manuel um, Puente style cap while while he's coaching? You think that that's something that's something that If he wears what the the, the hat, the, the, the Puente hat, you know, kind of like Ron, <laughs> kind of like what Ron wears when he when he travels. It would, you know, it would bring some good luck. Um, but here it is. Um. Here it is for our friend Armando Broncas. Uh, so Chepo worked under La Puente during the Torneo Apertura 2002 and the Clausura 2003. Uh, and then that's that's La Puente left. And then Ben Hacker came um, for Apertura 2003 and Clausura 2004. Yeah, I, I can see why you might think Ben Hacker because Ben Hacker had been there but but I think we could confuse it sometimes when he was in the in the what was it the mid nineties, sure. around ninety five, when he had that was a very exciting team to watch. Which one, Nicaxa? No, no, Ben Hacker's first run with America, yeah. when they had Kalusha oh, and, and oh, they had Vijik, uh, yeah, and did Hugo play with them too? Excuse me. Did Sanchez play with them too? No, no, Hugo was Hugo was at um. Was he at Atlante? He was at Atlante, and then he came to the Dallas Burn, and then he went to Linz in Austria. And that's yeah, where he, he was retired. He was at Celaya with Butragueño for. for oh, season. that's it. That's where he retired. Yeah, yeah. Butragueño and uh, and uh, Michel or what was his name? Yeah, but Hugo Sanchez played in America too. He did, but that was that was like. So like ninety three, ninety four. Yeah, that was way before. I don't. I don't think because I remember for Ben Hacker, he that's he brought out a uh, Cuauhtémoc, it's a youth. He's the one that gave him the the push. Same dude gave Ochoa the push. So you think that Ben Hacker, when when he when when they asked him about him, he says who for me? You think he says that? <laughs> Yeah. No, he's never said it, but but I mean, uh, I mean, I, I don't like when they say stuff like that because you take credit from the scouts and all the youth coaches and all that. You know, you're the you're the main coach, and they, they make it seem like you found a a diamond in the rough. Right. When when some of these guys have been playing all these youth tournaments uh, at club and national level, and they're already identified. Well, you know just, who the, you know who the next Ezequiel Cholo Forme is going to be, right? It's it's like if I go see Messi play as a kid, and then I say I discovered him. He's already, well, you were in Argentina. Sort of pretty did, easy did, did to you? see, huh? You were no. in Argentina, did you? No. 
No, no, that's I wasn't that was far back. No, but with a lot of players like like you know, like players like Rafa Marquez, I mean he got capped at seventeen. And we're gonna say that Vora discovered him because he was already at Atlas, you know. Uh those those players with high ceiling, they're they're easy to spot, man. Right. Well yeah, <laughs> Bora Bora gave uh, Torrado and uh, Rafa Marquez their their first caps. Yeah, so, well, I mean, Marquez at 17, I don't, I don't think I've seen a younger player get their first call-up to the senior team that young. Yeah, of course, so, uh, you know, Linus will be the next show for me. You know, and there's a funny story with uh, with Marquez when he got his first cap is that um, they they called the other Rafa by mistake, Rafa Marquez Lugo. So both of them ended up going to the team. <laughs> they ended up getting both of them. Maybe, 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 maybe Marquez Lugo was so good and Rafa just like stole his mojo forever. <laughs> no, I don't. Because <clears throat> uh, Rafa Marquez Lugo was a Puma, if I'm not mistaken, wasn't he? Did he come out of Pumas? Man, I don't remember. I just, I just remembered his last, his last year at Chivas. Oof. Well, you're doing you're doing the Lord's work if you can if you can remember that. Do Lord's work. Well, Ajuela. So we have uh, we talked Conca Champions and Conmebol and Concacaf. We talked the Chivas and Copa Nettis. You've once again politicked for Chepo to uh, to take the next possible vacancy, which is so. You know, there's not that many teams left, Jorge, that you haven't. Anytime there's a coaching change, you know you know who would be a good uh, who would be a good candidate for that job is Chip. So <laughs> you know, it's making me wonder if you're, if you're if you're if you're actually moonlighting as Chip with agent. No, no, no. Yeah. So no, we've, we've talked about that whole we have we have Poker Champions. I think that's the next uh, next thing we should talk about because it's it's gonna, it's going to get it's going to get very real next week because. Uh, the three of the four games are going to be uh, MLS Liga and these clashes, and then the uh, the fourth will be a, a, an MLS Panamanian uh, clash. Oh, John! Speaking of Lucas losing at home, two zero. Oh yeah, well, yeah. It's, it's, it, they, they've been uh, yeah. It's, 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 it's been a disaster for for, for Toluca. But yeah, we'll see, I, 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 I do I do respect Toluca for doing this. Ouch. Is, is when they play the uh, the, the, the continental tournaments, they wear their classic uniform, which I think is really it's great. Uh, oh man, that's just bad. Um, fire, well, fire, La Volpe. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm not sure. Uh, I mean, they're they're in 16th place. They have a terrible defense. They're going to give up goals. I mean, they're going to lose this in the global five zero five zero in the global. No one fears the devil no more. That's right. Everyone sleeps with their foot out of the. Out of the cobija. Um, yeah, man. So much for the devil's cauldron. Seems well, like anyone's going in there and it's a cold day in hell. Um, yeah, anything can happen now. That was a tough stadium to get results from. Higher altitude than Azteca. Uh, pretty close, you know, it's like boxed in. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's a great little stadium. But you're right. I mean, they're, 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 they're having one of their, the worst seasons. They've, I mean, it's the reason why they got rid of... Uh, it's not that, and I'm not going to tell you. I'm not so sure why they even hired him at the first place. The dude had no experience. 
You know, I yeah. know he was a Toluca legend, but I mean, that's, yeah. I mean come on, you're Toluca, well, he, you need to he hire been there so long, but he did lead them to a final. I mean, they played they played a final, and then the following, they, they did pretty good. I mean, they just they just haven't brought any, like, they didn't get any top refuerzos to compete with, with the Monterreys and the Tigres and the Americas. So it's it's a bit understandable that they fell, you know, that they fell down a bit, but it shouldn't have been this this low. Right. Um, well, wow. I mean, you know, and then not only that, but I mean, to lose 3-0 in, in the first leg, uh, you know, it was going to make it very, and then uh, make it very difficult. And uh, just by looking at the squad, I mean, I don't recognize any, not that I watched it religiously, but uh, it's, uh, I mean, it's definitely, uh, you know, a, 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 to lose to anybody 5-0 is, 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 is a big black eye uh, for, 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 for any squad, no matter where you are, anywhere in the world. So, But but we do have uh, Tigres. Uh, they were able to take care of business against uh, Saparisa. They won uh, convincingly. Uh, your boy, Enid uh, Valencia, got a hat trick. Uh, Gignac they, wasn't even on the bench. And Monterrey had to sweat, <laughs> had to sweat out. Uh, a late penalty, one zero over Alianza. I think they were up at Salvador, right? They left at Salvador. Yes. Um, and, uh, and 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 frankly, uh, Alianza probably should have won the match. That uh, they had a couple of really good chances, and uh, Monterrey escapes, and then, and then their prize for escaping is to play the defending MLS champions, Atlanta uh, United, who will have a uh, much more vocal uh, support than what usually happens when Liga Mekki sides go to. Uh, play MLS sides. I'll probably play for about seventy thousand people, so it should be a very, a very, great, a very good atmosphere for Monterrey. And you know, one thing I've, I've, I've thought about when you know when teams like Monterrey, who I would consider a favorite in this tournament, you know, when when you have a big scare like that, you know, when like Barcelona has a big scare, or uh, you know, you know, Brazil in the tournament or whatever it is. Now, again, I'm not comparing them to these teams, just to the situation. Usually, what ends up happening, Joel, is, is, is like it kind of scares them straight, and they end up, you know, making a very deep run if, if not winning the tournament. So I, I fully expect Monterrey to kind of get things going. You know, sometimes you have bad luck, and then you know luck, you know, turns around on you, and you can get some momentum going. And you know, they hadn't scored a goal in three matches; they finally get one, and uh, you know, stuff like that. To me, I think you're like, you know, like little turning points in seasons. So I think that that's something that they're going to get. And of course, they're getting just 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 trashed in the, in, 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 in the local press in Monterrey for, you know, why are you guys even celebrating? You should have whipped it. But, you know, something you, you have to win the game. People don't understand. You just you, you have to survive in advance no matter what it takes. You don't – this whole thing about, you know, playing and scoring all these goals and entertaining, that's great. But sometimes that just doesn't happen, and what's most important is getting the win and uh, it, it, it is one of the biggest obstacles I think that Mexican soccer has to get over uh, in, in club and country. Is that sometimes winning is more is, is more important than than playing pretty and winning. And for some reason, playing pretty and winning has to be the most is always the most important thing. Man. Did I just blow your mind, Juan? Yes, sir. No, no, I agree. I agree with you. I, I agree with you there, man. 
Um, I do think Tigres is going to be one of the one of the teams that are going to take the cup serious. Tuca's uh, in his final years. He's set to retire in 2020. Right. And and they haven't had any silverware. And I do think I think they want to they want to make a splash at the international level and and a return to the to the which I don't know if it's still going to be played, the club's World Cup. Well, I think what FIFA wants to do, actually, is, to, is, is they want to expand that tournament to, like, 16 teams. Yeah. Which, I, well, which frankly, I, I'm, I'm actually – I think that'd be really cool. I really do. I think that'd be a great tournament. So that's that's the agenda for Tigres, and uh, just to do that and, and go over there. And, and I could even see them, like – Opening up the coin person and getting some other top refuerzo, you know, just just right. to and 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 it, you know, why not make the final and play with a with a Man City or Real or whoever wins the champions. Now, um, now Tigres has a really good, uh, at, least, at least regionally, just a really tasty matchup with with Houston Dynamo. I mean, you know, Monterrey and Houston are like an hour and a half apart. I mean, it's a, you know, it's an easy flight for Regios to get there. There's a lot of Regio fans in Houston. Uh, you know, that'll be, you know, it's, so it's going to be, uh, it's going to be a challenge, I think, for, 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 for Dynamo to get to get to this opening. But Dynamo have a, it's not going to be easy for Tigres, and it's going to be, uh, it, it, it should be a lot of fun. Uh, Santos, who just, <laughs> I mean, just, just played at, against Manhattan like they weren't even there and scored 11 goals in two games. <laughs> uh, and, um, and and this isn't even a Santos, you know, showing other, you know, this is a weekend Santos. Right. They, they sold so many top players. This isn't even their final form. Damn, that's, <laughs> that's kind of embarrassing. Yeah, so they will uh, be playing the New York Red Bulls on that half of the bracket, so... You know, last time, you know, Tigres, uh, last year, were, you know, they had a very difficult uh, bracket that they would have had to negotiate, which they didn't, obviously, and they're losing to Toronto FC, but then they would have had to play America and then play uh, Chivas. So it would have been very good. I'm going to say it would have been impossible, but uh, a very difficult uh, path for them to uh, to get to the to get to the final. Uh, this path isn't nearly as daunting for them, so I think that they, they do have a really good chance of uh, to make the final. And... Uh, it's going to be uh, interesting to see how that plays out. Uh, on the other side of the bracket, uh, you know, for, for Mexican sides, it's going to be up to Monterrey to play Atlanta United. Uh, you know, you know, in my opinion, the winner of that uh, bracket is going to make the final, whether it's Atlanta or Monterrey. And it's going to be uh, interesting to see how that plays out because that's going to be, uh, you know, the defending MLS champion, probably the best team in MLS, going up against. Uh, one of Mexico's uh, most, uh, uh, you know, sort of foremost, uh, you know, one of the one of the more better financed teams, I guess, in, in the league, if not if not one of the you know, you know, top three for sure. So it's uh, you know, you know, the, 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 these are the games called that, that MLS wants to play. These are the games that they want they want to prove that, that they match up. Yeah, and. Well, I mean, I think that's why eventually, if they do, if they do go with that proposed cup, 
between Liga MX and MLS. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do think the more, like if, if they plan it right and if they do it right, uh, and, and you have the teams sending their best players or the Mexican team sending, I think eventually the fans will, will be, accept it. Uh, I've seen a lot of, and I've said pushback a bunch of times. I have talked to a lot of Mexico fans and they, they just don't seem to like the idea of competing. But I'm like, it's, it's all headed to this. It's, it's all coming to this, you know, ultimately a lot of those tournaments, they're going to be sponsored here, you know, right. um, which is, and I was talking to, uh, to Amigi Stom. He was, he was in town the other day. He wrote a pretty good article on, on Tunes, who's at Galaxy. So he's a young Mexican player who's signed by Man City and he's on loan to the Galaxy. Um, say kid to, which is ties into what we had been talking about, uh, Yon about, about, um, Dennis to close right. and how he's, he's poached some youth because, and then we talked about how Galaxy had other Mexican youth. They got the under 20 players already. Uh, what is it, Efrain? Right. And then uh, the goalkeeper that was at, I think, at Tigres. So they got two from the under-20, and now they got the under-21, Antunes, who could be uh, in the Olympic squad. Um, I way I went far off. I straight far off. Uh, okay, so I was talking to him. I, I almost forgot where I was going. Uh, so... But, but I mean, who, who, were you talking we, we, to? who were you talking to? Uh, El amigo Tom Marshall. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, he and and uh, so, anyways, yeah, I was telling him if if, twin, Tom. <laughs> if if you would have told Mexican fans 20 years ago that the majority 80% of selection games were going to be played in the US, they would have hated the idea or they would have thought it was stupid. And now it's pretty common. It's it's yeah, but it's, it's the, the norm that, now. But that's the normal for about since at least the mid nineties. But it wasn't as much. Oh, because I got right? to go to games. Yes, I. Before, I remember when they would go to Fresno and they'd go they'd go all over California. They, they, they didn't they would only play go to as often. It was mostly at the Coliseum, and it wasn't that many games. And and because it all yeah, started but, but around even the nineties. In even in the eighty six World Cup, any time they played a friendly, they always played no. Always. Yeah, but that was like the one place. Now they're all over, and and it, we could we could like chart the amount of friendlies that they would play in a year, and how many were in the U.S. As opposed to now, where it's like the majority of well, the friendlies geez, are I mean, in the U.S. In, in, in this past World Cup cycle, they they played upwards of like seventy games in the U.S. Mexico. Yeah, seventy. See, but I mean, that that's what I see happening, like with clubs as well, where it's it's. They already play games, but I could see them playing even more. Even well, and anytime more. there's a anytime there's a fecha FIFA, they always have like like the Socio Americas Cup and the Copa Aguila. Those are always in the states. You know why does yeah. America why doesn't America go down to Chiapas and play, or, 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 or why don't they play in in, in uh, Reynosa, or you know over in, uh, in in Saltillo? You know they always they always go to Fresno or to Houston. So I mean that. Yeah. It is. Uh, it, it is nothing. Nothing new. No, but but you would you would see you would when they as friendly as they sort of accept it, but when it's like a some type of tournament, 
if you talk to the fans, they, they just don't seem to want it. They seem to reject it for whatever reason. Well, you know, that's, and that's one of the reasons why uh, you know, I don't think the Gold Cup is ever going to leave American shores, at least on a, you know, for a whole tournament. Because, because of the it, fact that you can have, you know, Honduras play in Salvador, and you can play it, you know, in anywhere in the U.S. and it's going to sell out. And if you play that, if you play that in Guadalajara, you got ten people short. Yeah, yeah, which is why the league, the league is is going to be could be that much more better because right. it's a more level playing field, and some of these teams are much stronger when they're at home. One thing I will say about Gold Cup that I think that if you know if I were given the the opportunity as MLS uh, head honcho for the day, I, w- I would change Gold Cup to play for each each team in the group to have one home game. So you play a home and away and a neutral. Yeah. And because you know, that would level the playing field massively. Imagine uh, Mexico having to go to the Cuscatlan in June to play a group game instead of you know playing instead of playing them in Kansas City. No, How well, yeah, that, that that, that's why I'm saying League of Nations has the potential to to become the more exciting of the two tournaments. Ah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, because you will have that, and 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 uh, a lot of the games are going to be that much more difficult now. It's going to be more. You know, playing playing the teams like you say, El Salvador, even Guatemala, more more difficult if you travel to their home stadium than you're facing them at the Rose Bowl. Right. No, you're exactly right. You're exactly right. Poeta, I, I do want to end the show with uh, with uh, a topic that I think is uh, is worth talking about here. Yeah, so I can see how how things uh, play out. But uh, so Mexico has the Gold Cup this summer, which they're going to have to play their their top guys because yes, because uh, Daddy needs a trophy, as we know. <laughs> you know Daddy ain't going to give you the keys to the car unless unless you bring him a trophy. So my question is, would you send Lainez to the Gold Cup and let him play against? Professionals that aren't necessarily, you know, as skilled as what he's seen now in uh, in Spain, but professionals nonetheless. Or would you send him to Poland to play the U the U twenty youth tournament and play against, you know, he'll start and play every every minute of that whole tournament, but against eighteen nineteen year olds. Oh man, you know, I would send them to the under twenty. You I would send them to the youth tournament just because I feel that they're really going to need it. it. The draw was made. It's a tough group. Um, they're playing Ecuador, who won the who won the regional tournament. And to win it out of South America is extremely difficult. And then they're playing the runner-ups of their respective tournaments, Italy and Japan. And... Uh, I think that Mex team needs a lot of help. Uh, I just don't, you know, just the way CONCACAF could be sometimes, a lot of hacking and stuff. I, I wouldn't want to expose them to that. Yeah, but I mean, no offense that, uh, you know, moody 18-year-olds hack just as much as 
a professional from. No, I know, but it, it could be a little bit more, you know, <laughs> it could be a bit more extreme sometimes, man. Um, but, but I, I would, I would, I would, I would send them to the youth tournament. So, so don't rush them. Don't rush them is what you're saying. Well, well I mean, I don't think it's about rushing him. He's already, he's already at Betis. He could, he could easily play in any team. But I, I just feel that, um, I, I don't know. To me, that would just be the better option. I don't, I don't think, and I don't, I don't think the, the senior team, you know, really needs him as much as the under 20 would need him. Where he would be more of a, he would be the no, figura right there. He'll be like the leader, huh? That, 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 that's exactly my point. So, do you want him to go somewhere where he is going to be the unquestioned central figure of the team, or go somewhere where he is going to play, but yeah, you know, it's going to probably going to you know, be a, a sub in the second half more than likely. Yeah, and I, w- I would also like to see how he takes on that leadership role. Can he carry that team? You know. Mm-hmm. Can okay, you carry now, that? Now, now saying this and knowing uh, the commercial implications of certain things that are involved in soccer in this region, do you think that there might be some outside pressure that would consider maybe having Diego Lainez as part of the roster in the place in the gold? That was, that was my very serious uh, news. <laughs> So do you think there'll be some some outside pressure that say, you know, Linus needs to play the goal. No, we need to we need to put pretty boy in all the in all the posters, in all the promos. Could that be a possibility, Hoy? Yeah, that that could be that could be as well. He's 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 the leading into the next World Cup, he's he's obviously gonna be the biggest name. Uh I was talking with Cheekies in the one of the previous podcasts. Where, no, it, it was not with Chiquis. <laughs> I was talking with, uh, with, with our, I think it was with our good friends at, uh, La Pasión 1927. They had their one year anniversary party. And it was in, uh, Ivan from the Eagle Eye podcast was there too and just hanging out. But I was telling him how he could very, he could, I think he already surpassed Chucky as far as the hype and everything. Oh, yeah. I think all eyes all eyes are now on on Lainez. I think if there's if there's a Betis and a PSV game at the same time, I think people would choose the the Betis game. Yeah, no, I think uh, well, I mean that's why it's uh, you know I personally think he's going to go to the Gold Cup, and I think that it's because in my opinion he is he has outgrown the U twenty. Oh, definitely. No, he has. He has. I, I agree with you there. Yeah. I agree yeah. with you there. Yeah. But I, I would still like to see him with that young group, though, and and just be the leader of that group and see what he could do. You know, uh, where he's the one carrying the whole team, as opposed to at the Gold Cup just being like, most likely will be used as a cambio or a super sub. Right. Yeah, that's just mostly just to see how he handles that. No, I mean I I, I understand and, and uh, 
Uh, I think that you make you make great. I mean, he made great. You make great arguments. You know, he kind of already did that at the Blue Ultra the last year, which is why, you know, we think you know, let let somebody else. But 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 I do think that the commercial implications are something that don't. Uh, yeah. That you know, people should not underestimate. And uh, and and this is not just coming from from uh, you know Mexico and their sponsors. You know, that they will get pressure from you know, the marketers that put together the tournament as well. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll, see but, we'll definitely see how that plays out. Yeah, but I, I see this a bit more. It, it's also, you, you have some of the old card, and this could be like a sending off for some of those guys. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's definitely going to be, uh, you know, a team that's going to be heavy on the, heavy on the dude between 25 and 30, uh, You know, Giovanni Los Santos is supposed to have a, uh, a conversation with with uh, your buddy Dennis uh, there in, in L.A. about uh, maybe not being the designated player anymore. Maybe he's going to get a his, yeah, I, his I think pay is about to go way down. Yeah, I think he took the cut. And uh, there was teams willing to pay him in Liga MX, but I guess he chose to stay. And 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 um, But, yeah, I, I think he well, you know, agreed to it. They don't, they don't have a Trader Joe's in uh, in, 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 in Torreón. <laughs> I don't think he would have gone to Torreón. Uh, I think he would have gone to one of the Yeah, there's two teams the he'll play teams. for. He'll play for Rayados or he'll play yeah. for America, and that's it. One bunch huh? of three teams. Why, why not like Cruz Azul, you know? Or or I don't, I don't think Tigres would take him. But there's I think there's a few that have, you know, might have because I mean look look Querétaro did bring Ronaldinho you know <laughs> right so but that was grouping we, we, we do get yeah we but we do get surprises like that from time to time I mean Toros Nessa brought Bebeto you right. know so, <laughs> so so who knows uh, he'll end up at Lobos Boo Up <laughs> at uh, Alebrijes Oaxaca <laughs> yeah no, uh, what well, was? I I I think he agreed to the cut because it's it's already the league is already starting uh, this week I think right. or next. So I, I I think he he came to terms and he he agreed. He's he's kept a low profile. I haven't heard much of him. Hopefully he's he's uh, you know hitting it hard with the training. He could be in tip top shape. Laying off the tummy burgers, we hope, right? <laughs> he was, he had a, I think he had the tennis. He did the tennis commercial. That's right, that's right. He, he must have had like unlimited pancakes or something there. And then, uh, you know, we can't forget the whole thing that, uh, you know, the, the big story out of London today was that uh, West Ham United was going to. Uh, oh, that's right. That's right. But, I mean, and frankly, uh, you know, Chicharito had, you know, people think that, you know, Chicharito has not fracasado in any sense of the word. I mean, granted, yeah. I mean, he hasn't had, you know, the best, uh, best couple, but he's been, you know, injured. This, I'm, I'm, maybe he's just had to play very well, but I mean, overall, look at his career. No, he's, had, he's, he's had an outstanding career. He has, I got, I got, I got some of his stats. I got, and they're impressive. Uh, here, let me pull them up. Because I, I posted them on the on our Facebook on our Facebook page 
he has here it is. He scored he has fifty goals with the national team. So he's the all time leading goal scorer, having surpassed Borghetti. Uh he has fifty goals in the Premier League. So he's also the all time leading goal scorer for Mexicans in EPL. Granted there hasn't been many, but he still has that record. He, which I reckon is second place is Guilla Franco. Yeah. <laughs> so that I'm pretty sure it might stand. Uh I guess depending what Jimenez does, but he's still gonna be top three. Right. And and that's still very impressive. Uh he has four goals in the World Cup. So that's the most any Mexican player has scored in that tournament. Uh I think there's a bunch of three, but he's still the, the leader in well, goal scored. And, uh, and Matador are tied. Matador has four as well? Yeah. Which was this? All, all four of his in France. He scored Scored two against Korea. He scored one against Holland and one against Germany. Yes, it's good. You know, I'm, 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 I might not remember who the goalkeeper is in Necaxa in 1992, but I will damn well yeah. remember that facts. So. <laughs> okay, I might have to double check on that. You don't have to double check, Jack. <laughs> you, you can just take my word for it. Okay, uh, well, the, the ones with three are Rafa and Cuauhtémoc. So he's he's still one of the top players, though, uh, and he has two hundred goals, career goals, which he has scored in uh, four leagues. Right. So I mean, he is, you know, he, he, yeah. I mean, in spot duty at Real he had what like twelve or thirteen goals, right? In spot duty. Yeah, yeah, and that's with him a couple penalties they didn't let him take. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they were done on him. Okay. Porque los tenía que tomar, Chris. <laughs> yeah, so exactly. Cristiano yeah. Penaldo. Yeah, and, yeah, like uh, two penalties, I think, or maybe and three. Season the labor because he had like forty something goals, right? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, still two hundred career goals. Wow, they, you know, I could barely get five at Cascaritas, man. That that's impressive. And and you know he's done it against top teams. It's not like he only scores against the cheap teams. Right. He scored against you know, he scored against the best. He uh, just loves scoring against Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one that cracks me up the most. He's like six goals. I remember uh, on Super Bowl Sunday, uh, Fox had a Super Bowl, and they started their their day of sports with it was a, a Premier League. Back when they had a Premier League, it was Chelsea against Manchester United. And Chicharito came on as a sub, and uh, and then got the times got the tying goal in like the 88th minute. It ended up being three three at Stamford Bridge, and he put the moves on John Terry to safarse to, to get the, to, to get the, the free header. And yeah, yeah it, was, it was John Terry. Just it was like he had that look like I can't believe I just fell for that. And uh, yeah, he did like a triple a triple hip hip move that he got, and ended up getting the tying goal. And uh, no, he uh, he's had a great career, and, and if your folks, to, you know, if, if, if he leaves Manchester like you know, or West Ham rather, so be it. You know, to, you know, come, you know, come back, uh, come back to this part of the world. And, you know, I know that you think he's going to go to MLS. I think he's going to he's going to end up in uh, in Liga MX. 
just because you know he's you know he's one of the ones that you know he's not like Giovanni he's not like Arzola that never played professional in Mexico. He's, no, it's true. Yeah, but he 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 doesn't like Mexican media. He doesn't have to. He doesn't have to deal with Mexican media. He's gonna have to deal with him on a daily basis, man. Yeah, <laughs> All the paparazzi, everything. He everywhere he goes, he's gonna be hunted down. It depends on where he goes, dude. Anywhere doesn't matter, man. They, those guys know all the spots, uh, and and uh, he's having a kid, and his wife is English speaker, man. That, that all, all those signs to me point point to MLS. I think I'm. Not, I don't know if, I don't know if LAFC still has. See, uh, I, I, ju- I just don't think that he's at a point in his career where they're going to make him that crazy offer. I, I, I just don't see it. You know, the folks in Austin would love to have Chicharito here in Austin. Yeah. That would, uh, that would crack me up. That would be very funny. If that ended up happening. But I, I do think that, that of all the players, and, and I think Guardado also, I think, that, I mean, he's obviously about this time. Guardado's been playing in Europe. Since 2007, so he's he's had he's been on a 13-year career that he's had in Europe, and still, still playing at a very high, at, at a decently high level, you know, in his in his early 30s. In a position that, you know, frankly, you know, at this point, you know, he's going to have to you know, he's going to have to play contención because that's pretty much all his, all because he, he you know he's he's too slow to be on the outside just because of his age. But he's had a, another another terrific career. Another player who I wouldn't, I wouldn't shock me at all if he came back and finished it after this, at all. He, but you know, for for Chicharro, there was, um, I think Valencia was trying to get him, so he might, you know, remain in Europe. I don't know if the, I don't know if the transfer window has closed. Oh, it has. I mean, nothing will happen with him until until the summer. Okay, then it's until the summer. So yeah, I, I could see him. He's he's MLS bound. Yon, you, you you didn't believe me when I said Vela was was going to be throwing the first pitch at Dodger Stadium and sitting at the right there at the at the Laker games and and th- there he is, man. So I, I think soon you'll see him and and Chicha pushing strollers. In some neighborhood in Brentwood, yeah. Oh, yeah. Going, going to get some box wine with cheese and crackers or something. You think that they they would drink the bottle wine if they're going to be in Brentwood, don't you think? They're going to what? They'll be drinking the bottle wine in Brentwood. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I'm 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 just I'm just imagining stuff, but I definitely see them over here, Yon. Well, I mean, I, I, you make some very strong. Your argument is very strong. It is, and uh, I don't, uh, I don't dispute it at all. I think it's a, it's a very, it's a very attractive uh, offer and lifestyle for for uh, for, for Javier and his family. I, I just, I, I personally believe. I think that his family is uh, is is a very, a very, a very large part of his life, and if he has a chance to. You know, be with his grandfather, blah blah blah, etc. Uh, with his, you know, with his parents and, and the rest of his. Extended they will. Two-hour flight, Yon. Two-hour flight, and his G5. He just 
drives down to LAX and yeah. is two hours later, man. He, he watches Netflix and, you know, and he's there before he knows it. No, but, I mean, there's no reason they, they can't move over here. Sure. I mean, uh, I, I, again, I'm not, I'm not uh, I, I just think that, 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 that he, more than any, yeah, and again, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna find fault with his decision, you know, wherever it is. I mean, he may have just retire from, you know, you know, he could be just done. Which again, I wouldn't put it past him either. I mean, the Gold Cup could be Cesar's and I'm done after this. And then he could do whatever he wants, you know. That that would be that wouldn't shock me either, frankly, if he did that. But uh, no, I mean, I mean him. He's you know, and the the reality is going is that he's proven over the what nine years that he's played Europe that uh, that I mean he can he can like you said he he can. Play anywhere and, and and score against anybody. So you know he he, he may not be done just yet, and even in Europe. So we'll see how all the all the again another another. You know you, I, I, I will I, I will buy you a I will buy you a a, a chimay if. Uh, oh, if, I look forward. I look forward to it, Yon. You look forward but to yeah. it. <laughs> But I do think he's he's starting his family, so I do think he's he's gonna be doing so that on his own. But, but you know, where does he want his you know where does he want his family to, to live? He wants, does he want his family to live in, in, in LA? Does he want his family to live in Guadalajara? And, and I'm telling you, I think Guadalajara wins out. No, he's gonna have that that U.S. passport, John. He's gonna gonna be traveling a lot. What U.S. passport? With his kid, probably be born here. But that, but that doesn't help him. Yeah, but the wifey, you know, she's Australian. That doesn't help him either. Yeah, but but that's that's a good passport to have. Um, I do think she's gonna be making some of these shots, John. And and I do think like you don't think Chichero wears the pantalones in his. Nah, I don't, I don't think so, man. Camila Sodi said that she was a. Uh, what was it? <laughs> Te quedó muy grande la, la something. Well, she made this disparaging remark on, on, on Cheech. Wow. That's, uh, that, that, that is very surprising. Yeah, well, it remains to be seen, John. We still got a couple months. Indeed, we do. But we'll see. We'll see how that plays out. Well, Joel, we have uh, uh, just you know about ten minutes left before we can wrap it up here tonight. Is there? Is there? Uh, yeah. Is there anything else? Anything else you want to get off your chest, Joel? Are there any? Are there any do we have to peel any more layers of your of your Chivas onion? No, I, I, I think I, I think we've done a lot of. I think honestly, I think over the years we've, I think we made a lot of progress with your with, with, with you and your and your Chivas fandom since since, since you've been on the Cantina Mikey's podcast. Yeah, it's it's been helpful, but I, I think <laughs> I think we've hit all the all the main topics, uh, you know, for the day. Right. Yeah. You're saying you're done with me, what is that? Yeah, it's a couple, no Oh, no, well, yeah, that's, that's, I don't, I don't, 
I don't really so have any. So you're sitting on the last episode. What was that? You're sitting on the last one. I'm sitting on the last one. Yeah, I don't know if that's the last one, but I left off where uh, she she the team accepts her as a new coach, and right. they're going, and she's staring at the tunnel because right. the dude Chivo had left. Right. So she's sort of like hoping he maybe he might come back, and then she sees that he doesn't, so she she moves forward. Right. It's kind of, yeah, because because the previous episode was kind of boring for me. Was that the uh, one where they were at the retreat? The the one with the whole their whole past, you know how they met and all that. Oh yeah, actually, I actually I actually kind of fast forwarded to that. One. Yeah, I, I was I wish I should have done that. Although my mother was just showing all that, and I was like, I was like, did you did you have to wait this long to show me that? Because <laughs> at this point, I I want to see where the what's going on with the team and not. Not with that relationship, right? Right. But you know, it was ahead. It showed some of the dynamic of uh, of, of how she how she became who she was, and yeah, you know, etc. So that that was that was kind of cool. The, uh, the, the there were two scenes that I really liked in this uh, in, in this season. The first one was when 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 Chava realizes that they could be the villains, become the la, 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 la peste negra. Oh yeah, <laughs> and uh, they're, they're talking to uh, to uh, Potro about uh, about the dark arts. He goes, "I'm pretty much just Argentina." I just <laughs> yeah, that that was funny. He's teaching them how to fake <laughs> fake falls and yeah, fake part, injuries and all that. That part killed me. <laughs> that was brilliant. That and then the scene where uh, the uh, the religious guy runs across the coals. And he's burning. He's just like standing there because he's like he wants to, you know, pay his penance. Yeah. And and, and 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 they become they become a team by 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 peeing up the fire on his feet. Oh, that's right. That's incredible. And one of them says, "This is team building." That's right. <laughs> or team bonding or something yeah, like that. Yeah, just just <laughs> those those two scenes were absolutely absolutely <laughs> hilarious. Yeah, it's a pretty good movie. show for those that haven't seen it. It's on Netflix, Club de Cuervos, and they make fun of Mexican soccer. A lot of the things that happen in Mexican soccer, they, you know, they they make fun of that stuff. For example, how Ronaldinho ended up in Querétaro, small town, saying they're a small town, Nuevo Toledo, and they end up signing a a, a Barcelona player in Aitor, who's like supposed to be this diva. That parties a lot, and it's it's basically the same thing. Uh, at the at the, the first seasons, they they really they really poked fun of Chivas, and uh, one of the things that that Vergara used to say when when they first took over the team, how they were going to be the best team in Mexico in five years, and and um, Club de Cuervos, they used to talk about their eight year plan, so it's a lot. It's a lot like a. You you know it's pretty obvious a lot of the things that that come out in the show. They even had a players' union spearheaded by Rafa Marquez, which was hap- which which did happen in real life. So later on, the player union with Rafa Marquez. So yeah, there that shows done some pretty funny stuff. No, it has. It was it was very well done, and uh, you know it's obviously going to launch some. Some careers for for a few actors that have. Uh, 
Oh yeah, that Chava guy. He's done a lot of. He's done the the Verizon commercials, and uh, they did like a short. It's on. You can find that on Facebook. It's it's sort of like the Devil's Wears Prada, right? Where he comes to New York, and he's working and he's working for this fashion company, and it's it's like very similar to that movie. It's like a maybe ten minutes or less. Oh, so they probably cut it out. It was probably for through the quarters. They probably cut it out. No, it's, they just did like a little. I don't know if it's a promo. I don't know what's it supposed to be. It just surprised me. I saw it on on Facebook. Oh, well, he's also in a movie called uh, Nuestra Familia Los Nomes, which is outstanding. If you have a chance to watch oh, it. Oh, really I need to. Yeah, I need to see it. It's really good. I highly recommend it. Yeah, uh, that guy has really good timing. I watched it. A lot of his jokes. <laughs> I watched it with my sister and. Uh, in fact, actually, uh, Moises is in that movie too. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's the uh, the guy that you know. He's the the servant son that that the that the Fidesz girl's been flirting with her whole life. That you put the shoes on the other foot. Now you know he's the one that is. You know, it's a good little dynamic they have too. No, it's a yeah, it's a good movie. I recommend it for anybody who hasn't okay. anybody who hasn't seen it. Uh, I mean, just, it's keep an eye out for that. It's on. It's on Amazon. If you're if you're an Amazon person. So, well, Joel, I guess we'll uh, we'll go ahead and wrap it up. Uh, you know, we, we, what we should have done, Joel, is, uh, and maybe this is something that we can do. Uh, we should have a, a, a maybe just a show to, to talk exclusively about Club de Cuervos. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know, kind of. I don't. I don't know. Did you ever watch Oz when it came out? No, I, I I never got to see it. But when Oz was out, it was it was like a soap opera for men. I mean, the, the, after ever, and that was back in the day when they didn't have it on demand. Watch it whenever you wanted. You know, it was on once a week, and uh, you know you you planned your night or whatever it was around watching the show, and then the next day you sit there and talk to your friends about it for an hour. Uh, so it was like it was like a it was like a mellow, you know, just a melodrama for men, even though it was set in prison. But that's kind of how, you know, maybe we should have a conversation like that with, uh, you know, Club de or Game of Thrones. You know, if we could combine Game of Thrones with Club de Cuervos talk, I think that's, you know, they're, they're, they're very similar, I think, in, uh, in, in, in power structures. Mm. See, now, if, if I were in college, I would, I, would, I would write a paper comparing the two. <laughs> Your dissertation? Yeah. It gives me some ideas. Yeah. Well, Juan uh, thank you very much for joining us here in the uh, Mickey's podcast. Yeah. Thank you, John. Anytime. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, you know, I felt I was home and I had all my stuff in front of me. I didn't get a chance to, to play all of my uh, all of my little uh, sound bites, but I, you know, uh, I, yes. I, I can't not play. You know, I have everything set up if, if we don't if we don't if we don't at least play this one. Yeah, we'll have to. And 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 and, and far be it for me to end the podcast uh, without at least playing one of these. Like I feel, I feel, I feel rude that I didn't play it earlier. <laughs> it's a, uh, it's, it is, it, it is not good form.
but frankly, you know, we just haven't had the conversations to where I can play my absolute favorite rock voices. No, yeah, but I mean, <laughs> it's, it's just we're heading. Little, we're too serious, Juan. We'll, we're too serious. But you will soon, because we're heading into the next Jornada Nueve, and and we're at the halfway mark of the league, and there'll be plenty, plenty to talk about. There will be. There will be indeed. And, uh, and of course, as, as my season winds down, you know, much more time to, uh, to, uh, be much more attentive. Uh, before I go, Hola, have you put in, uh, are you going down to San Diego for the game? Because you're really down, right? I'm, yeah, I'm thinking about it. I'm not sure yet. I, I talked with Profe Cambia Rayas. Uh, oh, yeah, so but, I don't but, know. But next time when you go, don't, uh, you know, don't don't leave at six expecting to get there. Oh, well, that was that was profit. That was profit, Paul. I'm always early. That is that is that is a, poor poor form. No, I, I always get there early because I I like to go and 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 talk to uh, the Mexico fans and talk to some of the groups that hang out in the parking lot. Right. And then, of course, you want to get there in time to uh, no, no, to to get no, some no. of the hors d'oeuvres set up because you. man. You think journalists aren't well paid, man? They they go through that food, man. You think outside a refugee camp? I think they're, doesn't they're like last packs, long. They're like packs of wild dogs. They and are, man, and they. I even see them like like stashing some of the food, like getting extras, you know. Uh, well, you know, <laughs> you shouldn't say it because I've seen you put put hot dogs in your pocket. No, it was it was uh, cookies. Was it cookies? Oh, well, it was cookies. It was I chocolate. Can't, I can't, I can't make fun of you for the cookies. <laughs> can't make fun of you for the cookies. Yeah, because over at uh, I remember at the Coliseum it was like it was it was like uh, like we were at a ten year old's birthday party. It was hamburgers and hot dogs. Yeah, chicken tendies, mac and cheese. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, but but so but I don't know. We'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um. It's not well, to another month. It's not like they serve us a prison sandwich with, uh, you know, warm food. No, no. But I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't know yet. I don't know yet. I, I'm not too hyped over it. But a, a ver que, a ver que. I'll see. I'll see what happens there. All right. Fair enough. Now, one last question: When, when you go to these groups. Do what? Do they offer you? Do they offer you a beer? Do they offer me what? Do they offer, do they, do they offer you a beer? Oh yeah, all the time, man. And and beer, food, uh, you know, drink. Canitas? Are they making canitas? Do they have canitas available? Yeah, Car, uh, you know, taco, ceviche, tequila. What was the last taco you had? The last taco I had. Mm-hmm. Damn. Taco. Oh, um, it was it was a fish taco. Oh, man, if I had the a fish taco, that that just it's just sad. Really, I wanted yeah. to talk. I, I had I had I had gringo nachos for for, for, for that. <laughs> so you know, I would uh, I would uh, I play this for the both of us. Anyway, 
fish talk. No, actually, fish talk is fine. But the last talk I had was uh, actually way from it. It was like a like a like a like a dinga with uh, with uh, with uh, cheese and something. Like oh, that. that sounds delicious. Yeah, well, wouldn't that? Well, anyway, hold on. We're, we're, we're digressing. Yes. Here, we're trying to... It's, it's like we're, like, Tina, no, you get off the phone. No, you get off the phone. <laughs> right. Well, anyway, hold on again. Thanks very much for, uh, for participating. Yeah. And, and thanks to everyone for listening here on the Katina Mechas podcast. We appreciate y'all uh, coming on and listening to us. Uh, like I mentioned at the top of the show, uh, we actually uh, uh, thank for the folks who have given us reviews, and we do take those uh, very seriously. We uh, any, uh, any any comments, suggestions, uh, praises, uh, criticisms, uh, we certainly uh, uh, we will uh, we take everything into consideration. So we do thank the folks who have uh, taken the time to give us a review. If you want to review us, please do so on iTunes or on Google Play. We are both. And of course, you can uh, listen to this in uh, previous editions of our podcast on those, as well as on our YouTube page. If you want to subscribe to our YouTube page, you know when we're going to be on live, uh, we will... Uh, we can, we can do that for that as well. But my name is John Chigou. We will probably talk to you guys in the next few days. And you guys enjoy the rest of your week. Enjoy the soccer this weekend. And we will talk to you later.